had enough? Ready to turn your career into your own consulting and coaching business? You're in the right place. I'm Betsy Jordan, and with my background as a consultant, entrepreneur, and personal brand builder, I'm here to give you inspiration and guidance to own your brilliance, shape your brand, articulate your message, and get seen and paid as the expert that you already are. This is Enough Already, the place for consultants and coaches to learn how to create businesses and lives that they love. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Enough Already podcast. This is the show for consultants and coaches who've had enough already of whatever holds them back from forging their own path to success in their careers, their businesses, and their lives. And a lot of my clients are one of those people like I was who left corporate to start their own business because of that midlife transition, which is so scary, so confusing. And so for this reason, I am super excited to have on the show Rajinder Rai, who is a former pharmacist turned life empowerment coach, or I'm sure she's got a better title for what she's all about. And she's going to tell you how you could take that very confusing, nebulous midlife journey into a catalyst to your highest potential. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Rajinder. Thank you, Betsy, uh, for that warm welcome. And um, I'm, you know, so happy to be here. It's It's been a, a while since we've caught up, but um, so much exciting news to share with you and your audience about my midlife journey and all of the transitions that came along with it, both uh, professionally and personally. As you mentioned, um, I am a pharmacist, um, three decades um, owning my own pharmacies and um, running that, um, you know, which has been amazing. But, you know, when I kind of came to my midlife crisis, as we would call it, um, or pivot is more of the accurate word is what I would call. Um, it it just came to that there was something more that was um, for me. You know, having a business, um, you're just in the grind. And I didn't realize everything that was going on with me physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, because you're so just um, in your business and raising kids and you kind of almost forget about yourself and 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 time. You think there's so much time that you have. And all of a sudden, um, I turned 50 last year and it was, wow, I'm already 50. And, um, you know, where am I going with my life? Um, you know, to kind of backtrack, I, I had a little intervention with the universe because um, I was forced to kind of stop because of um, a personal health reason and um, my daughter kind of getting diagnosed with uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. So that was like a, a real awakening for me as a pharmacist professionally and as a mom of like, how did this happen? How did I let this happen? You know, somebody that's like an A-type personality, always wanting to be in control of everything. How did I let this happen? And it kind of started my journey of um, self-discovery of like, what am I doing with my life? Where am I spending my time? How am I feeling? Where do I want to go from here? Um, I've always wanted, you know, to do something else, you know, outside of the brick and mortar pharmacy that I have. And I was always looking, but I was in that fixed mindset of, 
it had to do with pharmacy. You know, I'm a pharmacist, so it should have to do with medications. So I was, you know, going to get my board certification in geriatric medicine, believe it or not. And after um, my daughter's diagnosis, I fell into um, wanting to figure out what was going on and um, kind of uh, learned about functional medicine, which is more of root cause medicine. So I went um, to do more studying with that, you know, and training, which, you know, was great where I, where I was able now to help clients really kind of figure out what was going on beyond that quick fix of, you know, getting, uh, being the pharmacist, providing the medication for my patients. Um, but even then I, I really felt like there was something more, my, you know, my clients were getting better, but there was still something missing. You know, it, I was not, I didn't feel I was getting the results that I could with them. And so I further, um, again, along with my own personal journey, as I was, you know, opening up my horizons and realizing things that I wanted <clears throat> more out of life, I fell into um, the teachings of uh, feminine energy, which, you know, I think, you know, running your own business and being in a clinical mindset, I had like completely disconnected, you know, from that thought process, because I'm a doer, like put out the fire, you know, whatever needed to get done, you're just like very linear in your thinking. And I didn't realize how disconnected I really was with my own intuition and trust. And a lot of the choices that I was making was based on running on this fear of, you know, my productivity was based on how well the pharmacies did. So my whole identity was tied into my work, which a lot of us, um, men and women, you know, we have that identity and our work is so uh, part of it, you know, regardless of, you know, owning your own business or being in corporate um, or being an employee, wherever you are, that identity is so tied with us. And, and I feel like when you're in midlife, as your body is changing, it's a great opportunity to start taking some of those layers off and real and and really start learning who you are and what is it that you want out of your you know not not as a mom not as a daughter not as a wife not as a pharmacist whatever your titles and roles may be and um as i learned about um tapping into my own feminine energy i realized who i was and so here we are. That is a lot to unpack. There's so many, <laughs> so much power in everything yeah. that you're saying. Um, I want to break things down to like smaller parts because what I'm hearing you say is like at the beginning stage, like where you were when we were sort of like at the ordinary day at the office, you know, you were running, not, you were not just a pharmacist, but you owned a pharmacy that was mm -hmm. very successful. And it sounds like there were seeds of the discontent that was going on even when you were there, like, oh, I wonder if there's more, I think I could do more. And then the catalyst for you was your own health issues and your daughter's diagnosis. That was like your wake up call. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. I, I was, you know, again, I, you know, I thought I was a great pharmacist, um, doing everything that, you know, my patients needed, um, but I was limited you know, in what I can do, I, I you know, I, I felt 
I mean, at the time I didn't realize it, but I was boxed in as my role. And um, with that, I realized there was so much more that I could be doing. And, um, you know, you're comfortable. You're, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, we, we have multiple pharmacies, so the business was doing well and I should be thinking about just retiring. But, you know, after I, you know, went through the treatment with my daughter, um, I realized that I, you know, we were very lucky that I'm in the healthcare field and I was able to ask certain questions, navigate it, but it was still overwhelming. At the end of the day, I was a mom and I, you know, wanted to protect my daughter and navigating the health system, even for somebody in the health as a health professional was very difficult. And then, so, it's, so it sounds like at that, that point where you were at that, like discontent and a wake up call, you applied your analytical mind to say, I just need to figure out what the heck's going on here. Like, I need to come up with another solution to help my daughter and I got to figure out what's going on with me. And it seems like you applied your analytical mind to say, I got to figure out what's going on here. And just like from your training, you used your natural strengths to make sense out of the confusion is is that is that accurate or you just I just like I you just went with the hunger like I just got to know why what's going on um no I I think you're um you you put it in (laughs) the right terms um it it was that way because it was a little bit of you know the guilt of you know like how do you know she was 18 years old like how does that happen and um and there was that the hunger of knowing why um I think prior to that, you know, I, my health, you know, conditions, I never asked why it was, you know, I, it was about 10 years prior that I had my own health conditions. I just went right back to work because again, my whole identity was on, you know, my work. If I wasn't productive, if I wasn't working, then who was I, you know, what Mm -hmm. value was I bringing? I'm sure and nobody so is listening and understands the identity, uh, the the challenge of your identity being tied to your job. Like right. I totally get that. Like that's <laughs> one of the, like to me, switching from my consulting business to what I do now as a brand messaging person and a marketing person and all those things. It was like, oh my gosh, to embrace that, I had to let go of this identity. I had to close down the consulting business. I had to stop associating myself with consulting as like me being the consultant to be this business mentor. How did you go through that? Cause that was really hard for me. And I know it's really hard for a lot of people who are listening is the whole idea of letting go of an old identity to embrace what's there. Like what tips or, or recommendations you would have around like, okay, how to let go of my identity as a, a pharmacist and who I was, how did you, how did you do that? Yeah. And it's, it, it was really hard to be honest, because for me, that's all I've ever known. And so everything, you know, that I associated my success with was my success as a pharmacist, a pharmacy owner. Um, But I realized when you start creating space for yourself, the first and foremost was that I had to start taking care of my physical health. You know, Mm. I wasn't, you know, I was one of those people that were like, oh, I don't need sleep. I can, I can function on four hours and, and, you know, and operate and, you know, I'm super mom, super woman. I, you know, I wore that badge very proudly and probably condescending to other people that felt like they needed to slow down and rest, you know, 
you know, to be transparent. But um, I realized it, you know, it wasn't until after my daughter's treatment, it, you know, as corny as it sounds, I, I walked by a mirror and, and got like a glance of me, you know, like a side profile. And I didn't recognize who I was, mm. you know, and it was just like, you know, at that moment, I was like, I don't know who, who this is. And, and I didn't like what I saw in the mirror. You know, I was, I was tired. I, you know, I had gained weight. Um, I was bitter, you know, there's a lot of just different emotions, but I didn't, I, I didn't know what it was at the time. I just didn't know what was going on. And so the so, first step, So you didn't, you didn't immediately just say, okay, I'm not going to be this person. It was more like a recognition of like, okay, so your step one is really just, um, like, like being facing that reality, you know, like that Sue Monk kid quit, um, Sue Monk kid quote, where she says, you know, that, um, the truth may set you free, but you know, it'll shake up the sweet life that you were living something along right. those lines. I don't remember the exact quote, but something along those lines is you saw yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh my gosh. And then you had to sit with that reality of who have I become? And then you had to take action and then right. self. So step one was that recognition. Step two was sounds like some radical self-care. Right. Um, so I think what happens is that sometimes <clears throat> we don't want to slow, uh, be quiet with ourselves and really look in the mirror. I mean, I know we look in the mirror every day when we're getting ready, but do we really look in the mirror? Oh, you know, that's a good distinction. Right? And so yeah. I think that's what it was. And so I knew things were changing with me, but I, I was, I, I was ignoring it. And it was, it's easier to stay busy in what you're doing, whether you're throwing yourself into your family, um, whether you're throwing yourself into your career, your business, and, and use that almost as a crutch, like, okay, I'm too busy, because you don't want to be quiet with yourself. And I think, like you said, that first step was recognition that, you know, th there's, this is not right, there's something off. And so with that, I, I had to sit with myself and, and start looking at what are these feelings that are coming up and what are, you know, where are they coming from? And, you know, for me, the first thing was I didn't, you know, physically feel healthy. And so that was the first step of, of realizing that I needed to change. Um, <clears throat> you know, as I was <clears throat> doing the functional medicine studies, um, I realized there was a lot of things that caused inflammation in my body. <clears throat> excuse me. And it would be from, you know, the foods I was eating to, you know, um, not sleeping properly. Um, so a lot of just simple changes that made huge impact, you know, where you're just starting to learn to put yourself first. And it's <clears throat> in the beginning, you think it's selfish that, oh, I'm taking time away from, you know, family and business where I should be but you know, you're your biggest asset. And so, so interesting. <clears throat> I, I'm sorry. Um, I have to, I, I'm, I, there's a memory that's jogging in me when you're saying that. Um, I remember when we were working on your branding and your website copy, I think you have a framework that you call pa the pause model or something like mm -hmm. that. Like now I realize like you do, that is right. You have that model. So right. that's why pause is so important to you. It's not just some fun acronym. It mm -hmm. seems like the heart of what you were talking about. Could you, is that, so if that's accurate, can you, um, can you share a little bit more? Cause I feel like that this seems to be like the, the big, 
differentiation is like, okay, you're at that crossroads and you're saying pause and you right. could have looked in the mirror and just walked on, but you decided like, no, I'm going to really take in what I'm seeing and use this as a moment of pause. Right. No. And, and there's, you know, even at that moment, like you said, you could either just ignore it and continue and just be on your, you know, uh, path that you're on. You could also just say, I need a quick fix and seek out whatever that quick fix would be for, for you at that moment. Um, or you take that pause and, and what that, you know, the acronym really stands for is, is taking you through stages of what I went through and what I take my clients through is to really understand, you know, P for power, where is your power being drained and where is your power surge? So it's so that's why you went and your first step was I'm going to work on sleeping and I'm working mm -hmm. on where my the whole thing physical so continue, yeah so go on power so power for yeah. you is energy energy related to your physicality right so physical Thanks. like you know also just learning to be present you know there's so many p words in there but really it's the power of now bringing yourself into that present moment you know I'm not thinking about the past and I'm not thinking about the future like where are my kids going to be? Where am I going to be? Like, I'm talking about in the moment. Right. Um, and then, you know, a is awaken to like now get off of that autopilot, the way you've been running things, you know, letting things on auto mode of get up in the morning time, you know, you have your routine, get to work and then you come home and whatever it is, you're, you're just on autopilot, you know, just to kind of get things going. Um, the, the real key was then you, which is wait, wait, wait. Wait, mm -hmm. I don't want to leave the A yet. The, the, okay. That was there's too much in the A. I don't want to leave the A yet. So like mm -hmm. awaken for you, because that could sound like some sort of woo-woo spirituality kind of thing. Right. But mm -hmm. it seems like awakeness uh, or awaken is like sort of like intentionality or like what like a uh, it sounds like there's a little bit of attunement and intentionality of like I'm gonna tune into my life and I'm going to tap into what I like more of like what I want and intuition or what I'll like, how do you, can you put like a non woo version for those who are not, yeah. you know, really spiritual? Like, what do you mean no. by awaken? Well, for me, it's like, it's to, for me, again, it was you're on autopilot because you know, you have to like, again, the, those people that are in that grind mode where I was, um, you're just, on the go, you, you have a plan in your head. It's not that you, you, you don't have direction, you know, but the thing is, you've just said you're, you're not aware of what else is going on. You're, you may be ignoring your body. You may be ignoring cues from, you know, um, people from even your business. Like sometimes you're just in that zone where you're just not, you know, aware of what else is going on. And so to awaken out of that is like, okay, you know, it's time to take the driver's seat yourself and take some of that self-responsibility, I think is more of what it is and whatever that may be. Okay. Maybe you need to start taking self-responsibility in your business, your professional life, your personal life as well too, whereas you're just coasting. And I think that that is what it is. And, and even with the woo-woo, it is, I mean, again, being a pharmacist, I was like completely on one end and now doing this, um, self-discovery, I feel like we, there is a place for that as well too, where you, it is kind of like a fog lifting of, you know, almost like running life in, 
you know, rose colored glasses, like you are seeing what you want to see, you know? And so that awakening could also be that, okay, sometimes you have to face the reality of what's going on. You know, Got we it. are, you are getting older and what so, you were doing before may not work. Like, you know, maybe long nights, not sleeping, not eating properly, um, you know, traveling a lot, whatever it may be, may have worked or, you, you know, the way you worked out, but now it's time to like, okay, let's awaken to, you know, you're hitting a certain stage in life. You're physically, physiologically changing, you know, and so you need to make some changes in your life. Okay. So I think this is starting to become clear on this whole pathway <laughs> of what do you do in midlife? So the current state, you know, where somebody's starting off is, you know, everything's great until it stops. So now I've had this amazing career and all of a sudden I'm starting to hear those whispers that there's something more, there's something more, there's something more. Don't know exactly what it is. And then some sort of catalyst happens. Like for you, there was health issues in your daughter. And then, so the first step, really in terms of the process, so that's the current state. So the steps between we're going to get to what that future state's going to be. Mm -hmm. But the first step is the P, which is the power of like your own energy and really taking care of like, it's almost like triaging your health thing, getting sleep, right. reversing all of that stuff. And then the work begins. So you've gotten yourself, you know, energetically in a better state because you can't really, right. it seems like you can't really do all of this work until you, energetically you get in a better state. Then the A is the awakening. And it seems like the awakening is about pulling the lens back and saying, looking at your life more holistically of saying, it's not just like I'm an autopilot. Like this is what I do with my career. This is my routines. It's taking a look back and say, all right, now, am I living a life that's in alignment with whatever new values or mm -hmm. new experiences are coming up in me? And am I living in that alignment? And so it could be a variety of different things, but it seems like what you're saying is, before you were kind of like tossed around by fate and you just sort of going along with it. And now mm -hmm. it's time to move into the destiny kind of zone where it's like, all right, I'm taking responsibility for my life and making choices more intentionally. Uh, what would bring more alignment to the new values that are starting to emerge? That's the A. Am I hearing that yeah. right? Or yeah, no, you uh, explained it very well. Um, I, I think that's, that's what it is, is that, you know, again, in midlife, both men and women, you come to where, you know, there is changes in, in your body. And that's kind of like the rattle, you know, you don't need to have like, you know, in my case, I had some major, you know, um, life issues that, you know, woke me up, but we all know that, you know, you're hitting 40, 40 plus your body is changing. And so you can be proactive with what you want to do in life. And instead of waiting till that, you know, crisis per se, um, but it, the, the, the next layer of it is that even when you do that, you have the problem with people retracting back to old comfort, we, you know, that's what we, we're creatures of habit is that you have to unravel stories that, and conditioning that we've had. So is that me, the you? The you unravel. Ooh, good. I love that. Okay. Yeah, so, so, um, so we've gotten our energy back. We've taken the bigger lens. Now we see what's what and what's not in alignment. Now we're unraveling. I love this. Okay, go on. I'm excited. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the unravel is basically now looking at these stories. And, and so again, with my clients, I would, you know, we would get to a certain point and then, you know, they would retract backwards and I'd be like, there's something wrong. What am I doing? And, and I realized what it is, is until you replace that story 
or that belief with the new story, nothing is going to change. That's true. So that's where basically, you know, when you asked me, how did you change, you know, from the, you know, my identity as a pharmacist and now my de- my identity as regender really mm. um, is because I had to unravel these stories and, and things that I didn't even realize I was holding on to from, you know, when I was seven, eight years old of something that happened on the, um, you know, at school in second grade and I didn't get picked for a play and, and still, you know, somehow was in my brain psyche somewhere. But um, what it is, is that you get told these stories about, you know, this is the way to do something. This is what productivity is. This is what success is. This is what, you know, being healthy is. And so you have this, you know, pre-conditioning that, you know, if, if you don't fit into it, that's where, again, our fears come up and where you're always in that defense mode or that sympathetic mode, right? And so especially when you're in midlife, if you're always operating in that sympathetic fight, flight, flee mode, frozen mode, they even call it, you're not going to, um, you know, you're going to, that's where you start having um, health issues because you're running on cortisol instead of the other hormones that you need to operate. And so um, without going down that rabbit hole, but in general, you're always on defense where your body, even though you may not think that you're under any kind of stress is perceiving stress. And so that perceived stress, your body doesn't know the difference. And so that's when, you know, inflammation happens, um, sleep disturbances, um, you know, other chronic conditions can come up. And so again, that stage of life, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not an overnight thing. This is an accumulation of how you've been living your life up until now. And so the unraveling is really now taking some of those stories, some of that preconditioning, it could be cultural, it could be, you know, in your family of what is going on that why do you feel that, you know, you're in this fixed mindset is what I would call it, that I'm a pharmacist, I've seen my role. And so that is all I'm capable of doing versus to now where I have opened up possibilities because I feel like I can do more than just, you know, the role of my, you know, being a pharmacist, not, you know, I love being a pharmacist, but what I mean is that I've opened up who I am and who I can work with and how I can work with them. But I never thought about that like a few years ago, because I thought this is my role and this is my bubble and I'm going to stay in that bubble. It wasn't until I, you know, I was able to shift myself into this growth mindset, which I think for anyone that's, you know, an entrepreneur to have a successful business, again, both men and women, you have to go through this almost identity shift of that you are, um, capable of these possibilities it's one to manifest but then to embody that this is what you want is is you have to do that so it's interesting it's like the, to me in my in my experience first as an individual and as a business mentor and i work with people and their stories and their fears all the time is i feel like that there's some stories that you can you know you can kind of shift with a little bit of awareness like okay like um you know like no, I, I can't learn marketing, you know, to, I can learn marketing, but some of the other stories, like my identity is like, this is who I am or, um, some other ones, like they're a little bit more resistant. 
You know, so what do you do with like the more resistant stories and why are some of these stories like really resistant? Because that seems like that's the big thing is we have to take on this myth and story is I am my job title. I am the company that I used to be affiliated with, or even now I am my company. I am my work rather than I am me who's doing work. And this is an expression of who I am, but it's not who I am. You know, why is that like, what, what do you do with some of those stories that are very resistant? They are. You could, you have to do like, what do you do with them and why are they? Well, so I, I, it's, it's, it's a process. It's, it's not something that, you know, again, a quick fix. And so there's usually some deep rooted story within, you know, for, for women, a lot of times it has to do with, you know, um, guilt or that shame or people pleasing, um, you know, not feeling enough and, and almost even the, um, the invisibility, you know, I'm, you know, South Asian. And so it's very, it was very hard, like for me to come out and be more public because you're supposed to be more reserved and you are supposed to be quiet. And in fact, even when I started working as a pharmacist, it it was really hard for me to look at people in their eye because looking at somebody's, you know, in their eye was disrespectful, mm. you know, just, you know, even back, back then, um, I had to like learn all of this and, and now it's kind of, you know, the, the, I had to understand about first, you know, again, you have to be in that energetic stage of where you feel the energy to even want to do something. You give yourself that space to start thinking, um, and listening to your thoughts, you know, that awareness. And then the unraveling is really trying to like, why not you, you know? why not me? What is the reason that is holding you back? And so really going through, and, and this is kind of like the work that I do now is really kind of in that stage of unravel is to really take my clients through that process of what is those stories and what is really holding you back from having the life, having the career, having the business that you really want, because, you know, we can all work hard, you know, in, in, my pharmacy world, you know, again, we have created a really successful business, but I boxed myself in. Mm. When I started, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't have a plan other than it being successful, but I didn't have a vision of what success meant. And so I think the unraveling also is to really understand who you are and what it means to be successful for you and then to create that life that way and sometimes what's holding you back could be some stories that you were holding on to um interaction you had with somebody you know anything from previously where you have not brought that part of your life to the present got it so we're getting our energy, we're getting that bigger perspective. Now we're unraveling, you know, all the different myths, stories, things that are kind of holding us back from whatever it is that we want mm -hmm. and unraveling even what is it we ultimately want. So I'm assuming we're getting to something funner at S because it seems like that was all hard work. What's happening yeah. at S? Well, S, S is self. I feel like that is where you're giving yourself space to really start taking care of yourself. And, um, again, for me, like, you know, I've always been like, oh, whatever the kids need, put them first, you know, whatever the business needs, put the business first, you know, family, everything. 
And to even think like, you know, as something as simple as like, okay, I'm going to take an hour out to go get my nails done. I would have to think, do I have time this week to do it? Mm. You know, as simple as something like that. And and self-care is such Which a- is crazy because a business right. owner, well, like we're the right. worst bosses. Like, what, right? like we are worse than any of our worst <laughs> bosses. Like why yeah. shouldn't you be able to take your nail, get your nails done in the middle yeah. of a work day? But um, so we, you know, that and self-care is is like, again, a term that's used loosely for anything and what it means to you. And so for me, what I found is that the space I need is my own silent space. So my mm. mornings are really important to me where I will wake up early when nobody else is awake and it's quiet. And that is my time just to be with myself. And that like, you know, you know, thoughts come through, like sometimes when I'm creating content or creating, you know, my programs, that's like my, my time. And, um, I spend the, the mornings, you know, I listen to mantras. Um, sometimes it's just quiet. Um, you know, my workouts are in the morning time, everything that I want to do for myself is during that time. And, and so it's so beautiful too, because they're, you know, where I get on the airplane. I remember when I was, my kids were little, you know, I've always tuned out that whole, like, put your mask yeah. on. And I had like these, I had my little like baby and my toddler sitting next to me and they're like, you know, put your mask on. I'm like, what are you kidding? I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, it's going exactly. great straight there. But then as I got older, I'm like, I have to, because I'll never be a person that I need to be for them. And that's so hard. And I love what you're talking about here is literally before anything else happens, put your mask on. What gives you energy? What allows you to be the best version of yourself? Mm -hmm. That seems to be, it's like self-care seems like you're taking self-care out of like that, just, you know, bubble bath and, you know, mm -hmm. you could play golf once in a while to something a little bit more significant around what gives, what allows me to be the best version of myself mm -hmm. and make sure that that happens so that I have what I need for the rest of the day. Yeah. And, and it's something that needs, to, it's not like a one-off. So it's something that I give myself every day. You know, because that, like you said, that that is what I need to kind of operate the rest of the day and and show up as regender and then show up as a pharmacist, show up as mom, as a wife, as a daughter, um, what, you know, everything else that, that comes secondary because I took care of regender first. And I think and, again, and, and it should be the same whether it's men or women, right? It's, it's like that principle is there for all of us because if we are showing up as the best version of ourselves individually then you collectively will come together better you make better decisions you know your reactions are different um you know stress is always going to be there like you know you know even after doing all of the work that I've done it's not like my stress load has reduced it's actually probably worse but my reactivity has changed my um, taking it personally and, you know, internalizing what's happening around me as my fault has changed. And I think that is huge because it's so natural for us to do that. Instead, it's like, I, you know, I, I've given myself that space to step back and to look at the bigger picture and, and make decisions based on what I need to do that's best for me and not feel guilty about it. And I think that is one of the other things is that a lot of times that, you know, you may create these rituals, you know, for yourself, but then you're like in guilt mode for so long to get over that, oh my gosh, I, I did this. And then, you know, 
then it kind of defeats that whole purpose. And so I think that that creating, you know, the S part is like to freely create space for yourself without the guilt, without judgment, you know, that if you are healthy, especially as women, I feel like, you know, I'm biased. I'm a woman. I'm going to say that, you know, we're the nucleus of our, of our bubble. And so if you are healthy, then, you know, everyone around you will be healthy. And so that is so important that it's, it's like, you know, beyond wearing that mask, it's like, actually, like you said, if something was to happen, I'm going to grab my kids first, right? That's the mode you would go into the same thing. Like, you know, when my daughter was diagnosed, I didn't care about myself you know, when she was going, I, you know, it was almost like self-torturing that like, she's going through this. How can I be happy? You know, she's suffering. I should be suffering along with her. And so, you know, it's just automatic to kind of go into that mode, but then you realize um, it is actually my kids that pointed some of these things out is that, you know, when I tell them, you know, again, as I've been going through my own personal, you know, self-discovery and journey, that, you know, I'm like sharing with them, like, oh, you should do this and, you know, relax. And, and, you know, there, you need to be balanced. And then they called me out. Well, mom, when do you ever relax? Mm. And so I realized that, you know, as adults, parents, mentors, you have to, it's, it's what you're doing that they're seeing. It's not like you, you could have these great protocols and you could have great advice and you can talk to people and tell them what to do. But if you don't embody what you say and actually practice it, there's, you know, they're learning by your actions. And so then I realized that, okay, I can just talk about it. I have to actually embody. And that was really when I fell into, again, you know, um, that self-discovery mode for myself. And I think that's where the S came in where, you know what, why? do I feel guilty for taking time off? Well, that's why the you is so important is to get rid of that myth so that you can create that space. Right. But I love what you're talking about because it's not about right words. It's about right action, Mm -hmm. you know, and really pursuing right action. But I like how you're talking about with your self-care routine that you could say, well, you know, you got to wake up and you got to go for, you know, hard workout and all of that. And that feels very masculine, masculine, masculine. Like got to do that. But it seems like there's a a balance. Like, yes, you're going to do that. And you're going to do your mantras, you know, and you're going to do your creative time. And it feels like when a self-care standpoint, you know, for men and women, we just have to be balanced between, you know, like the, you know, the workout from that standpoint and the receiving and the chill and the, and the putting those together kind of gives you that, that, um, that sense of self so that you can be your best version, you know, as you go throughout your day. That's really great. Yeah. And I think. And I think, you know, just to finish that off is that it's different for each person. You know, the thing is you could have like a framework of like, yes, journal or, you know, work out, but you have to find what works for you. What's going to stick, you know? And so I've, you know, for me, that's, I, I do certain things where I, I know if I have a personal trainer, I'm going to work out. So twice a week, I, I work out with a personal trainer going to the gym just doesn't work for me because I like, right. I want to get it done early in the morning time. So signing up for gym classes or uh, membership is not, is a waste for me. So, you know, I think the, you know, for your audience, it's like, there is no one 
you know, set way of doing self-care or creating that space for yourself. And some people, you know, it could be they enjoy cooking, so they want to cook, you know, they they infuse their creativity in it. But it's something where you are feeling, you know, it's it's your space is is the way I would best describe it. It's and almost then, like tapping into like, what do I need in order to be the best version of myself? Like, yeah. that's the question is, what do I need? What allows me to be the most calm centered version mm-hmm. and just doing that without the guilt? Yeah. And, and you know what I, you know, you say calm and centered, you know, there is this version like where everybody thinks, okay, you're Zen or something, you know, life is dynamic. Okay. I, I just want to be real with it. You know, you know, just like, um, Things are going to go up and down, but creating that space just allows you to bounce back quicker. Yes. yes. You know, so don't think that, okay, that if things are happening to you, you're doing something wrong or, or, you know, there's points where I have my highs and I have my lows even now, but what I've, like I said, I'm able to do is I can just step back because I have that space. And it's almost like there's muscle memory of some way of like knowing like, okay, I know what it likes. It feels like to be centered. I know mm-hmm. what I need to be centered. I know when I'm off centered and I know how to get myself back to center, right. but it doesn't mean that you're not going to, it's kind of like the waves on the ocean. Like you, if you learn how to stand at the edge of the ocean, no matter what the waves are, then it's like, okay, the waves are going to keep coming, but I could stay stationary. Right. I won't get flipped over. I might like go like this, but I'm yeah. still going to stay stationary. And I like the whole idea of like really making it customized because a lot of times, you know, especially high achievers, you see everybody else doing things. This is one of the things I always talk with my clients about when they are working on their marketing is you've got to let go of like what noticing what everybody else is doing. Like right. if you don't like going to networking events, then don't go to networking events. You know, if you don't like going social media, then don't go to social media. There's a thousand other ways that you can attract clients. Mm-hmm. And create awareness. But I think as high achievers, we're just so we're so susceptible, like, well, they're doing that. So I guess I should add that to my to-do list. And I should add that to my right. to-do list. And I should add that to my to-do list. Somebody might be listening. It's like, well, you have a personal trainer. Well, I want a personal <laughs> trainer. Right. I should get a personal trainer where it really <laughs> is about me. Like, what do I need? You yeah. know, for me, I'm like you. I need my morning routines. You know, for my husband, he likes to go um, skiing. You know, we just moved to Denver. So skiing was like very meditative for him, mm-hmm. you know, and it made him feel accomplished. So everybody's different. You know, I have some right. clients who are men who just, they love like, you know, if I could just put golf, you know, four hours a week, get some golf in there, you know, that does a huge amount for me, right. you know, and it's like, whatever it looks like for you. All right. I'm excited to get to the E now. Cause now I feel like we're, we're coming home. Right. So we got our, so we actually when- our energy. <laughs> We have, um, um, we've gone to the awakening. Now we are, um, wait, what's the A again? No, wait, awakening. the awakening's the A and then you is unraveling. Mm-hmm. And now we have self, self-care, right. self-connected with self. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Space. All right. Ready right. for E. Yeah. So originally when we were, when I created it, E was embrace, to be honest. And I thought, okay, you're going to embrace your you know, your best version of yourself. But since, you know, we, when I first uh, created it, I, the E is actually elevate because I am all about vibrations and energy. And so elevate to me is now you have come into a space where you know who you are, um, you know, and you are also now attracting that into your 
you know, environment to you. So, you know, by an example is that, you know, I was in my pharmacy mode, you know, I was in my bubble. Everything I did was in pharmacy world. You know, it was doom and gloom and the people around me, you know, were, you know, there's complaints, da, 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 da. And now where I'm at in my life, I, I kid you not, there isn't a day that doesn't go by that I don't get a message from somebody that is opening a door for something else or an opportunity and so forth. Because now I feel like I have also come into a different level for myself mm -hmm. and I am attracting that energy because I am willing to receive it. Whereas before I was shut down, disconnected, and I wasn't, it, things may have been coming my way and I had no idea before. And so I feel like that is why the E, the end of it is really to elevate because now you are at a whole different, you know, even if you're, you know, thinking about the, um, was it Maslow's pyramid? of where, what level you're at, you know, your basic needs to your psychological needs and so forth. So by the time you're, you know, you know, have gone through these stages, you're at that, you know, the, the more self-actualization where you're now thinking about what is life, where are you at? And you're thinking much bigger than just those basic needs, you know, whereas you were in survival mode of just getting through the day, you know, building a business, and, and all of that, now you're more in, okay, I can enjoy life and there's a purpose to life and there's so much possibility and more in that abundance mindset. And, and I will be the first person to say that, you know, again, I was like, what is, I don't, I mean, you know, I know hard work and I know what it takes to build, build, build. And I've come full circle to, you know what, everything is energetic. And if you were at that stage of your life or in that level where you're elevated things will come to you because you're going to be aware you've you know you've unraveled the clutter so that you're able to have the space to receive that energy and so that's kind of what we've what I've done so I I, I think it's so interesting that the pause model begins and ends with energy mm-hmm you know, that you begin with just like triaging almost like where the energy drains are. And it's like, you're not even, like, it seems like in the P part, I mean, uh, yeah, in the P part, you're just like, you're just plugging up the holes, you know, just getting to stasis. And then when you get to the end, you know, where you're elevating is it's like, you have a different energy, not just like in terms of like, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm not tired at the end of the day, but it's certain vibrational mm -hmm. energy you know, that you started off here. So it sounds like in the terms of like the pause that you go here is here's the ordinary day of the office where I'm like in this like wake up time where it's like, all right, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I have my choices to what I could do here. I can go for a quick fix. I mm -hmm. could say, forget it. I don't even care. I'm just going to keep in my old identity or you could do the pause and then you go through this whole thing. And it seems like on the other side is a life of abundance purpose mm -hmm self-actualization, all those things on the other side. And so the pause model really moves you out of that survival mode right. into, you know, the, the higher on the Maslow, that's where the outcome is. And so then you could activate whatever your purpose is. And I know that that's a huge question that so many people have at midlife is who am I? What do I want? What's my purpose? That's what they want to know. And the pause, it's the power of the pause that will help you either activate that purpose 
or squelch that purpose. If you embrace the pause, you can activate it. If you ignore it, you're, you're going to squelch it. Yeah, no, I, you've kind of just summed it up in one minute. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. So this, yeah, this is so powerful. And, and I, I want to talk a little bit more about like how, because now it's like, okay, good. I got the summary, but now people are wondering like, well, what do I do with it? How do I go through the pause? And I know you have individual programs. You have group programs. You've mm-hmm. just recently launched your website in concurrence with your 50th birthday. Yay. Um, Cause that was <laughs> one of the things we were working on. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about how people can find you and tell me more about your one-on-one coaching, the group programs or anything else that you've got going on and how they can find you and sign up. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah. So we have, um, you know, on the website, um, uh, www.sunrise. So it's S U N R A I S with my name, sunrisehealth.com. And, um, individually, you know, I, I am a very strong believer of working one-on-one. I think, you know, even you and I, when we worked, we worked one-on-one. I I've signed up for different programs. That's just not me you know, where I've got modules that I have not even finished still. So I am that type of person where, um, you know, giving that attention is what's needed. This is, you know, that pause. And it's like, you get the full attention. Uh, Again, going through stages, three stages is what we work with the physical health first to kind of really see what's going on. And uh, we use the pause methodology infused in into the work of really how we can get you physically um, healthy. And so, then- um, I want to talk, I want to emphasize something on this one. I think what's really cool about what you're talking about is getting physically healthy is you do have a medical background with your coaching. Mm-hmm. So you have your functional medicine, you have your traditional medicine that allowed you and you have your coaching. So when you have somebody like that's a really unique distinction. So when you are offering that, you know, people really need to understand that it's not like you're just over here and you're having somebody who's just working with one part of you mm-hmm. and you're not working with somebody who's just like a coach and, and it's just going to talk about that. You're really bringing this together in terms yeah, of a and whole I, and person. I think, um, the, the, the dynamic part is that, you know, although I'm not leaning in as a pharmacist, I, the, the knowledge and the expertise is always with me. So you are, like you said, getting that package and, and the, um, the knowledge of functional medicine and what labs mean, because a lot of times, you know, if you just to use one example, you get labs and everybody, and you're, you're told that you're, everything's normal. You're within normal. When most of the time, you know, that you don't feel good, something is off, but you get this, uh, you know, clean bill of health that you're healthy. And so that is the part of like, okay, what's going on that's creating that. And that is more with the lifestyle. So, you know, I'm not providing medical advice, but it is like going and looking at your lifestyle and, and helping, um, you know, my clients make those right choices and really understand what their labs mean and, and so forth so that they can make better choices and, and be more informed and, and be their own advocate when they're working with their medical provider as well, too, so that they know what questions to ask and, um, you know, what, what tests they should be having as well, too. Yeah. And what do they mean? Cause that in itself is, is really important. That's huge. So, That's such a huge thing that you have that perspective mm-hmm. that, Yes, they might go to a regular doctor, integrative health doctor, but be in this phase, you're helping them. So this is phase one is get their 
physical health together? What's the second phase? Then we start looking at, you know, their mental health. And so with that, you know, now that they got a little bit more energy, then we can start looking at, again, what is going on, their emotions and and so forth. And again, not being a therapist, but a lot of it is tied into what are those stories? What is, you know, kind of like, again, delving into the pause methodology of what is creating that stress in your life? What is holding you back? Um, You know, what are some of the... um, things that we can start implementing. And that could be like, again, a strong morning routine, or maybe it's your evening routine, um, the meditation, um, all of that is part of even journaling as, as simple as it may sound, it's, it's nice to get things out of your head and onto paper right? and, and, um, adding different modalities. Again, it's a lifestyle. We're recreating things that we've never, we, it, these things were not modeled for us and they, we weren't taught. And so it's like relearning how to be an adult, you know, and, and bring that, bring those other aspects of, you know, what is success and how does it look like? And, you know, unlayering all of that. So we dealt with our mind, our body and our heart and mind. Like what's the third phase then? The third phase is spirituality. And so for me, that is the most important that's like your connection your connection to self your connection to others and connection to a higher um power being the nature um you know whatever how whatever your beliefs are you know with that but that connection is what i found um i was missing you know even though i can i physically was fit and, you know, I, I had a good mindset. I, I know, you know, I could draw, I had a good drive, but what I was missing was that connection and that connection to myself, that trust with myself. And so again, you can't start with that right away because you have to have the energy to give yourself that space. And so, and then you can't, again, give yourself that space until you unravel some of the weight you're carrying. So it's like you're going up the Maslow, like you're, Mm -hmm. you go in that order or if somebody's, you know, chakra system, you're going up those order all the way up to the top. So it's right. So what I think is really cool too, about what you're describing with your coaching is it's not like you have to get rid of anybody else that you might be working with, but you can get more value out of it. Like, so you're the one who's going to make sure, like, it's not like whatever your spiritual practice is, like this is going to replace it or what you might do with your therapist or what you might do from your, with your regular doctor or your workouts or whatever you're actually doing. It's not like you're changing everything. It's just, you're going to create more value out of it and put more intentionality to the whole experience. Yeah, no, I, I, um, it's always that, you know, my clients, the first and foremost is that, you know what, you should still be working with a provider. You know, I'm not, you know, regardless of me being licensed as a pharmacist, I am not, you know, I'm here as your wellness coach um, and not. And so if you're in therapy, you know, that is still there. It's, I think it's just understanding that there's so many different dots to connect. And I am basically helping you guide connecting those dots. And so you're so, like an organizational consultant for people where it's like, you take your systems thinking and you help yeah. them like, you know, align up their internal system, just right. like an, like an organizational consultant will go into an organization. <laughs> um, so we've talked about a lot of different things today. Yeah. This has been so amazing. Um, so we talked a lot about, I love your pause model. And is that on your website as well? 
It is on my website. Um, yeah. And then we, you know, social, you know, we're active on social media, Instagram at Sunrise Health, um, LinkedIn. I'm very active. So if anybody wants to connect, you know, please feel free to connect with me there. Um, we are also, um, which I'm really excited about because I am an in-person um, energetic, you know, vibe. Um, we will be in the new year creating different experiences each quarter. So what we did was um, we broke the year down into four quarters. And so it will be reimagine the first quarter, um, then renewal for a second quarter, and then revive, and then revolve. So again, infusing the whole pause methodology. And this will be more for um, those people that are not ready to do the full work, but they can join in the membership and we will take you through the year in a slower process, but also using the same methodology um, where we will have virtual events. Um, you have access, you will have access to um, the you know experts we have coming in, but then also in-person events as well too, which you know we'll do in different um, areas. Awesome. Okay, so we talked about love that, and I love the fact that you're going to break it out. So you have all this customization. I love that personalized support and that customization. So we talked about a lot of different things of what can happen to a high achiever at midlife. Um, and we talked about the pause model. We talked about so many different things. Is there anything else that you would want to tell me about midlife reinvention? And I just didn't ask you the right questions. No, I, I think um, the last thing I would really say, it's it's never too early and it's never too late. Ooh. You know, and I think, because that was one of my things, like, you know, you know, midlife and menopause are interchanged. Um, you know, menopause for women is one stage you know, a big stage, but just one stage of midlife, midlife, there's so many other things that are going on. And it is, you know, the time that you, you have the opportunity to put yourself first, and opportunity to do the things that perhaps you put on the back burner, because other stuff came in um, your way. And, um, and there's no reason that you shouldn't. And so I think, again, it's, you know, it's, it's the best time I, I feel the best that I've ever felt in my whole life. I feel wow. like there's so many opportunities that are just awaiting. I, I, you know, you know, the, the best way I feel like is like, you know, when I was a young girl, I loved playing in the park. I mean, it's that same feeling of freedom of like, you know, like jumping off of that swing and not worrying about if I'm going to land or not. I used to do that. And so that adventure is back that, you know, I was always, you know, for some, some time, like you, I went to pharmacy school, became a pharmacist, became a mom. I became so guarded and, you know, protective of everything that I, that whole adventure kind of just softened. And so I think with this, for me personally, I think that is what's come out is that there's possibilities in everything. And it's now it's the choices are there for me to make. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. It's never too early. It's never too late to work on becoming who you actually always were. Yeah. That's Thank awesome. You. 
Thank you so much for being on the show. And for all of you who are listening in, thank you so much. And until next time, I will actually, I don't even, I suck at the endings too. Sorry. <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show, Regina. This has been really powerful. And thank you all for listening. And until next time, I will, God, I can't even, <laughs> why can't I do the beginning trends? <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show, Regina. This was so powerful. And thank you all for listening. And I will see you all in the next show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review enough already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com and it's Betsy Jordan with a Y and you'll learn all about our end-to-end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait. Start today.